Hello, beauties. Viv here. I am so excited that you're listening. Welcome to the Positive Vibes. I'm your hype girl, and I am ready to jump into today. It is gonna be great. Okay, you guys, if you know me, you've heard the stories, (laughs) you've heard the craziness, and it's finally here. It is happening. Um, The reason for this podcast is to spread positivity and support one another, but sometimes I just gotta tell you how it is. I gotta tell you about the experience, and this one, oh my god, you're not gonna believe. Today, you guys... Today is the day. It's going to be a goodie. Um, This is the one salon that I've been trying to find the right words for. But every single time, I just can't explain it how it all went down. Um, There are many things I would like to say. Uh, I'm not going to get too detailed with it. Maybe we could do that later. This is just going to be kind of a skimming of things. Um, So, yeah, we talked about salon number one. And now we're talking all about salon number two. All right, guys, here we go. It might be a long one. (laughs) So before I left salon number one, Uh, I was actually talking with one of my best friends and she had this bright idea like wouldn't it be really cool if we could work together again we could see each other you know like every day just like beauty school uh hell yeah that would be amazing you know like who wouldn't love that I love the idea I love my best friend so a few weeks later I receive a text and it says I showed my boss your Instagram, and he wants to meet you. Uh, I have only been with one salon before, so I'm like, wow, (laughs) they want to meet me? Like, that's super cool. I really liked that idea of wanting to be met. It made me feel like I was doing good things, Um, like my work was good, like, Obviously, I came off as a good stylist, you know, like I I had like some confidence there. Okay, okay, so I'm excited. And so we set up a meeting right away and we're going to fast forward to the meeting. Um, I pull in and I get out and I walk up and my best friend gives me a huge hug. We're giggly, we're happy, we're already talking about the future, like this is already going to go down. Um you know, you just get so excited, you get a little in over your head, whatever. So it's one of those things where you're just like, this is going to be great. You're going to be working alongside of one of your favorite people again. It just, nothing could go wrong. She gives me a tour. Um, It's very different. It's small. It's a cutesy place though. It's got some character and there's a beach right across the street. It's got high ceilings. And there's a big, bold, teal statement wall. It's way different than what I'm used to. And altogether, I think there was eight of us. 
um, which is completely a whole other world from having 30-ish stylists in a salon. Um, so myself, my best friend, and one of the owners go to meet in a separate part of the building, and we begin our discussion. We start laughing a little, shooting shit, discussing goals. We discuss how things are run, the usual. So then I get an invite to have dinner with both of the owners, who are husband and wife, by the way. You guys, the excitement in me, I was like, yes, please. I've never been asked to dinner for anything businessy before, so this must be the real deal. Are you kidding me? Oh, I'm excited, and I feel pretty freaking cool. Someone wants to take me to a business meeting. I call my grandpa up, and he gives me the pep talk. Do this. Don't do this. Show him you mean business. I'm like, okay, I got this. Grandpa said it's fine. I'm pumped. This whole scenario is just falling right into place, and the stars are aligning. So, I'm on my way to dinner. I'm going to have a business meeting, you guys. Um, We're meeting at a steakhouse, and it's really nice. I'm there greeted by the wife, and she asks, Are you Viv? Because you have red hair and you look like a hairstylist. Well, hello. Yes, it is me. Um, So, we are waiting for the husband, and we're just kind of, you know, talking back and forth, and she tells me, don't mind me today. I'm really hungover. Okay, great. Well, I was kind of warned that she kind of just has no filter. So I just, you know, put it on the back burner. So we go and sit down and it was, how's your day? The weather's cold, blah, blah, blah. And I bust out my iPad because what did my grandpa tell me? He told me to be businessy. So I start asking loads of questions. I am clearly coming out of a situation that I wasn't happy with. So what do you do? You figure out what you want and you lay it on the table. I was super prepared because this time when I made this move, it could make me or break me and I was not about to get screwed over. At one point, the wife kind of got a little... I think offended because she said something along the lines of, well, geez, I feel like I'm being interviewed. Well, yes, you are, because we're going to be working side by side together, and I have to be the right fit for you, and you have to be the right fit for me. I was promised so many over-the-moon things. I was promised an overabundance of clients to help me rebuild, classes that I had been dying to take, I was told I wasn't being paid enough for the stylist and the work that I am and do. Um, I was pretty much told I was going to be taken care of. And this is exactly what I was looking for. Someone to invest into my ideas and someone that I could grow with and help them grow. So I couldn't pass it up. Although the commission was a little lower than what I was used to, I know myself, and I know that I'm willing to work hard to prove my worth. So, I kind of just jumped on the wagon. Um, I just figured, 
these people really want to invest in me. They really understand where I want to go with my career and they're going to stand by my side. So this is pretty important. On top of all of these promises, they offered me $1,000 to sign on with them. Okay. And I'm like, whoa, like (laughs) they must really see something in me. Like this feels really great. Am I crazy? I don't know, but I'm jumping on the train. Hot Mess Express, here we come. On December 23rd, I left my first salon. I went home to celebrate Christmas and New Year's Eve, and I took a little time to have a breather, and I started my journey at salon number two on January 4th. You guys, I was so excited that I announced it before I even left the parking lot on my first day. I posted it everywhere. I had so many supporters, it felt so good, and I knew this was just what I needed. So it's my first day of work. I'm so excited. I get super cute. You know, things are looking up. I get to work, and you know, there's just really not much for me to do. Um, Kind of just get shown around. That's really it. Um, But, you know, the first few weeks it was my regular clients who'd followed me um and you guys know like January always blows but starting over in January blows extra so don't do that um I really started to notice little things here and there little red flags and I just kind of thought I'm really really paranoid so not only am I kicking red flags to the side But I had something else that was distracting me. Um, At this time, my personal life wasn't in the best shape. My grandpa was really sick and his health was declining. So honestly, you guys, any chance I had, I was rushing back to Rockford um, just to see him and visit my family. It was definitely one of the hardest times It was like that unknown where I would, you know, give him a hug and kiss and tell him bye, and I didn't know if I would see him again. Um, So, yeah, very hard, but he was still rooting for me. He's grandpa. He saw through that I made that leap of faith, and he just kept telling me that I was going to be okay. I can really honestly tell you that without my grandpa's encouragement throughout all of this, I don't know if I would have made this jump, but I'm glad I did. And when we catch up to present day and I get past all this BS, you'll understand why. Um, yeah, so that kind of helped with the slow months. I mean, it's not something great that was going on, but I had the encouragement from him and our relationship just kept growing because this was something that we loved to talk about was like business together and I was becoming this business person. My grandpa passed away on March 1st, 2018. He has been on this journey with me since I started and he will be the entire way. I can say that. So after my grandpa passed is when I really started settling um, 
and the red flags just kept flying. (laughs) So I noticed that when the salon was getting busier again, I wasn't. I was upping my social media game. I was promoting the hell out of myself and nothing was working. When we did get new clients in, it was always some sort of like finagle. They either had a coupon or they didn't want to pay this much for this, which let me back it up quick. Um, when I decided to take this job, it was a half hour away from where my normal clients are used to, and it's supposed to be more of a, mm, how do I say this? Definitely like a, a money type area. So it was a surprise to me when I had all these cheapos coming in. <laughs> so anyways, um, it was like really bizarre because people would have a $20 off coupon from like two years ago. And I'm like, really, you guys, a coupon, a coupon, like I'm already like not making any money. And I just, it was getting frustrating. I felt like I was working for free. Um, I don't like deals. And I feel like if you are a business person, you understand that like it brings deal types of people. Um, I really have a clientele that values my worth and they respect me. So I was definitely not having all of this. Um, yeah, I just, I started to notice that their clientele didn't want to pay for my services. And these were services that I worked so hard to perfect and services that I was able to deliver with confidence. I felt good about my work. I felt like I was charging my worth, but they didn't. I would get scolded if my ticket price was too high, even though I was charging accordingly. Like, literally, we were in a la carte salon and I was charging how they taught me to charge. It was really absurd. Not to mention my shit 40% commission just really sucked. Then I found out I was getting charged $8 a client for a color. Yes, I was only getting 40% commission and they were taking $8 a client from me. Uh, Okay, wow, for a minute there, I thought I was getting bamboozled. (laughs) Like, I don't know, that's just, when I found that out, I was really heated. Okay, and if you guys know me, you know that 99% of what I do is color. So, I'm only making 40% of my service sales. Then, let's just do an example here. If I have 10 colors a week, that's $80 a week, which is $320 a month that they're taking from me and only giving me 40% commission. I, you guys, was barely making it, like, skimming. Thank God I have a boyfriend. So that made me really start thinking. But, you know, since they're taking us to Mexico, I guess I can put that on the back burner for a while. Yep, you heard that right. A free trip to Mexico for some team bonding. My best friend would be with me, so I just kind of thought, what could go wrong? And when I say that, 
I'm just going to tell you, never ask yourself what could go wrong. Because everything could go wrong. Um, so I was invited to Mexico about a week into working there. The girls had won a contest earlier in the year. And they hit some goals. And they didn't want to leave me out. Which, cool, I appreciate that. Needless to say, this trip would be the icing on the cake for me to realize that I was going to need to begin my exit plan. When I tell you that Mexico was terrible, I mean in the worst possible way, uh, I'm not going to bash anybody because that's not what I'm trying to do right now, but I'll call it like I see it and I started realizing that these people were toxic. This place was toxic. Um, People got drunkenly fired on our trip, family members included. There were conversations about work that shouldn't have even been discussed on a vacation. It was just um, the hottest mess. People were crying and screaming. There was arguments all the time. Literally, the day after we got there, my best friend and I went out for breakfast the next morning and we were searching for flights home. (laughs) Like that type of mess. Um, And I don't want to get too into it because it's a little too much drama for this episode. So another time, if you will. Uh, I really couldn't have been happier to be home. None of us really talked about the trip because it was such a shit show and we were pretty embarrassed. I barely even talked about it with my family. Every time any of our clients asked about it, we just kind of did that like... Oh yeah, it was it was a great time. You know, just whatever. Um I just felt really stuck at this point like how in the world am I going to start at another salon 6 months after I just started this one? I was going to be one of those people that you know like got up and left somewhere and they weren't making it. The grass wasn't greener on the other side. But I decided to fill my damn bucket, and I started watering that shit daily. So throughout this first six months, um, I decided I wasn't going to do what I did at my last salon. I was going to speak up, and I was going to voice things that I didn't see fit. I was going to provide solutions that could help our entire salon, not just help me. Um, I tried to fix things Like, I really, really did. I had a few meetings, but you guys, this last meeting, it was brutal. I voiced that this was not at all what we had discussed, and this just wasn't working for me. Like I said, I provided solutions to the problems, and I gave options. Because that's what you do. You help solve the problem. You know what I got? This is what I got, you guys. A defensive, angry little man screaming at me, basically saying that I don't know what I'm talking about. And that I should be working harder. And I looked at him and I said, I think this meeting is over. And I left. He apologized later, but eh, I was already at the done point. And... When I say, like, screaming at me, like, he was red in the face, like, mad. It's definitely, like, talking to one of those people that like to put the blame on everybody else instead of 
trying to find a way to make it work. Um, and I feel like you kind of just grow past that at a point and you just realize there's just no saving other people. At this point, all I could do was water my own grass and do my own thing because I was barely making it, but I was going to make it. This lit such a drive inside of me, I can't even explain it. So in July, an opportunity came through a text. It said, hey girl, how are you liking your new salon? My response, it's terrible and I'm actually looking for something else ASAP. And that's all she wrote. A friend and an old co-worker was opening up her own salon. I went and checked it out as soon as I could. We talked and that was that. Boom. Sold. Labor Day weekend would be my escape. So I started doing what any normal stylist would do. I started talking with my clients about it and started giving them the game plan. I just told them it was going to be soon. I didn't know an exact date. Um, and 7 out of 10 responses was, are you leaving because this place is drama? I was shook. Like, your clients can see all of that. So, in the meantime, I patiently played the part of go to work, smile, help my guests go home. Go to work, smile, help my guests, and go home. Then I finally sent the text. Hi, would you mind coming into the salon on Saturday so we can have a little chat? And good morning! Today is the day you get to leave this hellhole of a salon and never look back. Salon number one never looked so good. <laughs> Anyways, I had two balayages this particular Saturday, and there was maybe three of us working. It was raining, it was pretty blah, and holy shit, I was ready to get out of there. Wait, WTF, he's here already at 10 a.m.? I definitely had to stall. This conversation couldn't take place when I had clients left on the books for that day. Thankfully, he kept himself busy, popping in and out, running errands and whatnot, now let me tell you about this layout because it's going to be pretty important. <laughs> um, my station was right next to the break room. And by break room, I mean there's a tiny box with a stacked washer and dryer and a sink with a little countertop. And then basically just a bunch of stuff they didn't want to keep at their house. So they threw it in this little thing that was like a closet that they called a break room. My one client, she would actually always make jokes and say, geez, they put us all the way back here by the kitchen. Like, it's not cute. So my last client's processing. My heart's racing because I already know this could turn into the worst case scenario, and it would. So I'm in the break room, folding towels, and here he comes, Mr. Bossman himself. He takes a seat. And he's like, how's it going? You good? How are you picking up? Are you making a lot of money? Uh, you should know because you signed my paychecks that would make a high schooler's part-time job look good. I just kind of stood there for a second, continued folding, and I said, well, after our last meeting, 
I've just decided that your salon isn't the best fit for me, and I'm not the best fit for your salon, so I'm going to be removing myself after today. He was pissed, you guys. He did his head nod thing, and he did like a mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then he said, well, you don't work enough. You don't bring in enough clients. Your clients aren't high-end enough for our salon. You come from salon number one, and those people don't want to pay our prices. So maybe it is best for you to just stay out that way because that's where you came from. Those aren't the type of people for this environment. Yeah, you guys, he said that shit, and I will never forget it. It's one thing to be an asshole, but to attack me and my client family who I care about this is where I just want to like give them a roundhouse to the face like this pissed me off I just kind of told him like you should probably not talk about my guests that way because my guests aren't the problem my guests are loyal my guests come and they pay their prices without batting an eye they're here regularly And I've brought you business. I tried to make all of this right, but I can't save this. So we got into a little argument. A lot was said. Really shitty stuff on his end. And there's more to come later. I finally just said that this conversation's over and I'll be leaving after this. So I walk out. My client is still processing, literally, right next to this door. So I'm embarrassed. I go and I sit at the front desk. And he comes running, you guys. I kid you not. Running to the front desk, apologizing, saying, I'm really sorry. I didn't, I didn't need to come off that way. Blah, blah, blah. And I just looked at him and I said, there are people in this salon getting services. This is not the time nor the place. Like, who, who is the owner here? Really? Have some common sense. So I finished out my client. I went on to pack my things. And he comes and tries to make small talk with me. You going to visit your family this weekend? How many brothers do you have? Do you guys have a big party? And at this point, I'm just like, get out of my face. You never cared before and you don't care now. So let me be on my way. It was definitely a cry for, oh, I I already burned the bridge but could we maybe repair it? Fuck no. Then he proceeds to give me a hug and tell me if I ever need anything. Just text him. Good riddance. See you never. Bye. I drove straight to my salon, walked in, set up my new station, and drove home to visit my family. I couldn't have been more relieved, and I'm not even kidding. This is explaining things in a nice way. And I'm not going to get into too much detail, like I said, but it was one of the worst times of my life. But it made me a hell of a lot stronger. It made me have to believe that there is more to this life and I had to do something about it. Insert mantra here. You feel me? So, moral of the story, the grass is not always greener on the other side. It is green where you water it. I took a lot of hits. Um... I was at salon number one for about three and a half years, and I only made it eight months in salon number two.
because why would I waste any more time? I learned that you can't let somebody else tell you your worth. There's always a way out. You always have a fighting chance. This whole shitty situation, this whole shitty eight months of my life, I became a stronger person. I became hella driven. And it's put me into where I am now, which I am so thankful for. I think it's really important to know that sometimes, even in life, in relationships, in workplaces, whatever, it's okay to remove yourself from situations that aren't healthy. There's always going to be people rooting for you, and there's always going to be people who are trying to bring you all of the negativity in the world, but you get to choose what you're going to do about it. So in my situation, I cried a little bit, but I bossed up and I did something about it. And that is a wrap on Beach Please Part 1. Yes, indeed, there is going to be a Part 2 because the drama doesn't stop on this Hot Mess Express. Also, before you go, I want to give a shout out to everyone who's given me feedback. It's been truly amazing. So if you guys aren't already, go to Instagram and follow VivLovesHair underscore podcast so you can stay up to date when I post new content. Also, we should be up and running on Apple Podcasts pretty soon. So when that happens, don't forget to leave me a rating and review if you're loving this. Um, Also, you can subscribe there. You can subscribe on Spotify or the Anchor app itself. I just want to say thanks again, you guys, for listening, and I hope to bring you some more great stuff.